This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. And this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. The views expressed here do not necessarily reflect those of this station, its staff, management, or news department. My guest today in our studio, and I believe it is your first time with our program... It's been a while if it hasn't been. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can't remember anything anymore. Heidi McKeska is a Community Systems Coordinator for BC Safe, which stands for Broome County Suicide Awareness for Everyone. Correct. You got that exactly right. Yay. Um, People might think, okay, you know, the the time of year that it is, why why are you having a program on this? We've talked about holiday lights. We've talked about Christmas trees and everything. This time of year, whether it's losing someone to illness or any other cause or an accident, which mm-hmm. we've had a few of those, I feel so bad for the families. But it's, it's, it's a dicey situation when we're talking suicide. Mm-hmm. And this time of year is, is very tough for individuals, period. Mm-hmm. Individuals that are going through some uh, mental health challenges Mm -hmm. and should the circumstances end up being unfortunate a suicide Mm -hmm. it's a tough time of year for someone who has suffered Mm -hmm. a loss so i i figured it it might not be the easiest conversation but it's definitely a conversation we need to have Uh, thank you Uh, that's i feel vindicated a little (laughs) Um, welcome to the program thank you um now you guys just came off um in uh what was it november 19th correct was the international survivors of suicide loss day and that in and itself was kind of an an interesting event low-key respectful Mm -hmm. still something that that is needed by a lot Mm -hmm. of people tell me about that day what it is how it came about Mm -hmm. and and what the goals were for Um, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention has been hosting this internationally for many years. Um, And what it is, it provides an opportunity for those that have lost a loved one due to suicide to gather together in a sense of community and be able to support one another. Losing a loved one is very hard. Um, As you said earlier, um, losing someone to suicide adds a couple couple another levels up because people don't understand it's it's traumatic um it's you may not understand the reason why what was going on i didn't see this happening Which so is there's a lot yes and there's a lot of um emotion that goes along with it so providing an opportunity for love people to get together is the opportunity that we offer with that day we spend some time doing just some gathering of conversation we view a film that af AFSB, which is American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, puts together that talks about suicide loss in the context of families and individuals that have lost people. And then we talk about it. We process it in their own feelings as well. Um, and this year was our sixth year to be able to do this. And we feel privileged. It was both United Health Services and BC Safe did partner together to do this with AFSP. Well, this must have been something that was even more needed now Mm -hmm. because it must have been the prior couple years with not being able to gather Mm -hmm. that it was even harder for families and now a chance to finally get together plus the ones that are new to the situation 
uh, how what did you hear from the families about how important was it to actually have this back? It's, well, we were able to do it virtually, and virtually just isn't the same no, as in person. No. So people were so happy that we were able to come face-to-face. We, we, we share a meal. We offer food. Um, it's done all safely still um, in consideration to any of the guidelines. But the ability to gather like as a family and a community allows people to offer their true feelings and support for one another. Many people, they're in different stages and different years of where their loss has been. Um, and they're able to offer support and ideas for people that may be at another level or a lower level than where they are in their own um, journey of grief. And even on your journey of grief, no matter what the circumstances, <laughs> once again, where you may be in one place when we're talking arbitrarily picking July mm-hmm. compared to the ebbs and flows sure. of the calendar. I mean, mm-hmm. this was November 19th, mm-hmm. just before Thanksgiving right. and the whole holiday thing, yeah. when that empty chair at the table is mm-hmm. more noticeable, more glaring mm-hmm. than ever. Um, I assume that yeah. there was some reason it's behind the timing. It's yeah. intentional. I can share with you, um, according to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, a recent survey, nearly 88% of adults refer to the holiday season, and that's that season between the end of November and end of December into beginning of January, the new year, as one of the most stressful times in their life. So that's adults in general, right? And those that have mental health challenges who have lost someone, it just gets higher, harder, and the levels of stress increase exponentially on that level. As far as levels of stress, mm-hmm. what are we talking now as, I'm, I'm not going to say post-pandemic because right. we've still got issues. Yeah. Um, you know, we're still, every once in a while, grabbing a mask if you're not feeling comfortable, which yeah. is not a bad thing. Um, but we've got that level of stress. Mm-hmm. We've got that level of still an economic mm-hmm. burden for yeah. a lot of people. Unfortunately, and this has been the case for years and years and years, a lot of times companies make their personnel cuts as they're getting toward the Mm -hmm. end of closing out their books, and then they decide, Merry Christmas, you're out of a job. The levels of of pressure on people Mm -hmm. that already may be feeling depressed and and not Mm -hmm. really grabbing, uh, able to cope with situations, how bad this time is this than, say, maybe pre-start of the pandemic? Well, um at the start of the pandemic, there was a lot of uncertainty as well. So we we struggled in various stages throughout this. People are trying to deal with depression, anxiety, stress. At this time, that tends to be a little bit higher um, because of a lot of uncertainty, especially with this um, morpheus place we are with the pandemic, not saying post, we're not in the full middle of it, but there's still uncertainty. So people are still struggling and having the stressors of time expectations, gathering with people, and if they're already struggling, that just adds another level to it. And the economy isn't helping things mm-hmm, at That's all. true. I want to remind people we are talking to Heidi McCaska for the Community Systems Coordinator for the BC Safe uh, Coordinator Program. It's Broome County Suicide Awareness for everyone in case people weren't sure what the BC Safe thing is. One of the big questions I think that is the first thing that, that people have a tendency to ask, ask themselves mm-hmm. when they encounter someone who has been left behind by suicide. Mm-hmm what do I say? You know, you want Mm -hmm. to be helpful. You want to be empathetic. Mm -hmm. 
but you don't want to say something stupid. Mm -hmm. So what do you say? How do you approach a yeah. person that has suffered this kind of loss right. to let them know that you support them, but you you don't know how to deal with it yourself, probably. Right. So what you just said is probably a really good way to start. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you've lost your loved one. I don't know what to say. Can I help you? I remember this person and share a, a story, a positive story with them. They passed away, but that love is still there and they still want to be remembered as well. And it's okay to have those conversations. Follow the, that individual's lead of where they want to go with the conversation. If they're angry, let mm -hmm. them be angry. Yeah, that's part of grief. Yeah. We, we are confused. We get angry. We are trying to bargain. You're angry at them. You're yeah. angry at yourself for yeah. not seeing something. Thing. regret did I do something did I not do something and really you that's it's a it's a burden we we encourage people not to take on for themselves it's you're you're already dealing with the loss of a loved one and you may and suicide is a complex issue there is no one single thing that you can say if this then that there's a multitude of things that gather together to bring a person to that place. The biggest thing that we tell people is someone is in such deep emotional pain, they can't see another way out. And they can't see the supports around them because they're in such distress. So the biggest thing we always say to people, if you're concerned about someone, ask them. Talk to them. I, I'm worried about you. I'm seeing this. What's going on in your life? Do you want to talk about it? And this is why I'm worried. This is, I haven't seen you. We always go out once a week. We haven't done that in two months. Talk to me about what's going on. It's okay to say, are you considering dying? Are you considering ending your life? That is not going to make someone co uh, complete suicide. It, it research shows us it actually allows a person to say this is a person that's going to be willing to listen to me and it can open a floodgate it can open and release some of that anxiety for someone to say yeah I'm feeling really crappy right I feel horrible right now and I just can't shake this feeling this is going on this is going on and this is going on is it okay for you to suggest that they maybe reach to somebody professional mm -hmm. that knows Absolutely. more than you do sure. about you don't have to have any answers what you what the answers that i would ask people to have is nowhere to send someone nowhere to say hey you know what there's a 988 number now and it's the suicide crisis line for the United States. You can call that when you just need someone to talk to, you're feeling that you want to talk about some prevention, you have, you're in mental health distress or, or in suicide distress or in substance use distress. You can call 988 or text and you're gonna get connected to a professional that can talk with you or text with you in a confidential manner and help you find resources that you may need. You've got that stigma that mm -hmm. the words mental Huge. health, even though is the word is health, it's not illness. Mm -hmm. There's that stigma that if I reach out, somehow everybody at work is going to know, and the mm -hmm. boss is going to know. Right. The boss is going to say you're not uh, you're not reliable for this job, and mm -hmm. you're going to lose your job, which makes the situation even worse. Mm -hmm. And you, if you're a friend of somebody that's saying that you're afraid that you're going to say the wrong thing you know i've I've heard the one thing you don't want to say is oh other people have it worse than you you count your right. blessings you get you you, mm -hmm. you don't have it as bad as right so and so because because at that point that person may be in such deep despair they can't see where other people are in their lives so that probably is not the most helpful thing but it could be i see you're hurting 
have you ever talked to someone about this before? And then if they haven't, well, let's find you someone. Are you willing to talk to your own doctor about it? I One of the things that I think is amazing is our primary care physicians are having more open conversations about mental health. Back in the day, and I'm dating how old I am now, we never were asked by our physicians, right. so how's your mental health? Have you been depressed? Are you anxious? Have you ever felt like you are don't want to go on anymore? Those are questions that are being regularly asked now. Younger, the, the next two generations down from me have these conversations with each other. I think it's making trying to reduce that stigma in any way we can and create that awareness so it becomes part of our everyday life we we break an arm we go to the doctor right if we're hurting mentally we go to a doctor that is part of what our process is a checkup from the neck up should be just as important as a checkup from the neck down and for those people that have experienced uh, a suicide for a family member or a, a friend and th this very tough time in the holidays is it okay to just sit with that person and remember the good times absolutely and how helpful is that mm -hmm. saying you had you had mm -hmm. these Christmases mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. so and so, and remember, wasn't that just a Share magical stories. time? Share stories that, and again, follow their lead. They, I, one of the biggest things we try to work and recommend for folks that have lost a loved one is know your own limits. If you, if you're not ready to do everything that you've done before, that's okay. You can say no. I'm, I'm not ready to go to that party, or I. I have other things that I'm going to do. On the flip side, we also want you to reach out if you're feeling kind of low, reach out to a friend. Who are those people that are your supports around you and know that? Take care of yourself, right? Get sleep, get plenty of sleep so you know that you're you're in a good place on that level. Exercise, do self-care. And people say self-care, oh yes, go in a bubble bath and that's self-care. But I'm talking about exercising, do some mindfulness, brush your teeth. That can be self-care for people, right? We want people to know that taking care of yourself and being in a good place is one of the pieces that we do to be on our, on our way for good mental health as well. For people that are struggling and mm -hmm. for survivors, where can they get more information? Mm -hmm. Once again, let's get that yep. easy three-digit number yep. out now. 988 is the suicide crisis lifeline that can be used you can call or text and you will be connected to a confidential conversation with a professional that will talk through what's going on for you and offer resources in your area again 988 real simple now it's like 911 but it's 988 and it's a way to access for mental health supports um, and for prevention crisis and just being able to have a conversation with someone. Thank you so much for being my guest. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. For 15 years,